Hey, Mama. Welcome back to the Mom Walk Collective Podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Ari. And we are two moms who's trying to navigate through motherhood. I need to tell you guys a funny story before today's episode. We're going to talk all about my divorce, co-parenting, single mom. Um, But I have a funny story to share first. So I have been on this kick of going and finding magnesium. Um, I don't, I need to research more. This obviously will come into play the more you hear the story. Um, But I hear like magnesium helps you a ton with your stress, with your sleep. I haven't been falling asleep really easily lately. And so for two nights in a row, I took melatonin and I don't want to mess with melatonin because you can get, your body will stop creating it if you take it artificially. So I was like, I will get magnesium. Most people are depleted in magnesium, yada, yada, yada. So (laughs) I go to the store today. I go to Sprouts, which is like a healthy grocery store. Um, Like they don't sell traditional. It's like they have supplements and all that type of stuff. They don't sell like traditional medicine. Um, And I buy a magnesium and I come home and I make it like I, it's in powder form. So you like have it dissolve and then you can add it to whatever drink type of deal. And I tell my mom when she gets home from work and I'm like, yeah, I bought magnesium. And she goes, well, let me look at it when you get home or when I get home. And she's, she's a nurse. So she (laughs) like has some background obviously in medicine (laughs) and she looks at it. She goes, Jamie, this isn't going to help you sleep. It's going to help you poop. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, like, what? Little did I know, and if you didn't know this, there are different types of magnesium. (laughs) Um, There is one that's going to make you regular, and then there's one that will actually help manage the stress and help you sleep. Um, I'm learning what one is magnesium glycinate, which is that's the one that's going to help like actually relax you. I bought magnesium something else. That's just going to get me regular. So wow. y'all are on the supplement game. Make sure you actually know what you're doing. <laughs> because my mom's yeah, girl like, got the wrong one. She's going to have the runs. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I like the packaging says start small, which also made me really question. <laughs> it says like start with a half a teaspoon and work your way up to two teaspoons. Uh, makes sense so there's that um well if you need a good I'll check what type mine is but I got a good one from um I had to look it up Magnolia Wellness have you been there it's like an acupuncture studio um in Costa Mesa really phenomenal um, but they have supplements, and so when you go for, like, your assessment and everything, they can recommend different products for you. So I will check because I don't remember. Yeah, you should let I'm me know sure. what type yeah. of magnesium you have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, guys. Well, we're going to, like, jump into the deep stuff. Um, this episode is going to be just focused on where Jamie's at currently, with her divorce, co-parenting, um, single mom. I don't like labeling. Like, I like how you had a call out one time of like, I'm not going to label myself as a single mom. I'm solo parenting right now. Yes. I don't want to be single forever. 
Yes. And then ideally, we're going to bring on another single mom for Jamie and her to have a conversation on a future episode. So, Jamie, do you want to give us like just a quick little status update of where you're at currently? Yeah, I'll give background to anyone who hasn't. Or actually, I'm just going to plug plug our older episodes if you haven't heard like my birth story and kind of where things are at. So I haven't been with my son's dad um, since two months before my son was born. So it's been over a year that I haven't lived um, with my ex-husband. So we were married five years before I filed for divorce. Um, You guys can go back and listen to kind of my birth story talks a lot about just the dynamic of where things were. Um, I have been feeling the different stages of grief at different times. So I think some of the hard things that have been really, really overwhelming as a solo parent that I'm just realizing is why it's never made to have a kid by yourself. Um, lately has been when Lincoln gets sick. Mm-hmm. So dynamic wise right now, Lincoln sees his dad Mondays and Fridays for two hours. Um, this has come about just because of previous things that had happened. Um, his dad kind of went away for a few months. And so this was the transition of what we agreed upon coming back. Um, and when he's with his dad, um, they kind of have freedom to do things. Um, so he's around just other kids could get sick. I also am a very active mom. So, um, we're out at coffee shops all the time and play dates and playgrounds and all that type of stuff. Um, and Lincoln has just gotten sick a lot. And I don't know if it's just because he's a baby and gets sick a lot or if other things like have come into play of poor immune system. I was on antibiotics when he was born. Like I was on an antibiotic drip when he was born because I was running a fever. So I don't know if that did something with his immune system. But being a solo parent and dealing with a sick kid is extremely exhausting. Mm -hmm. And... Anyone who has a sick kid knows that it's really hard in general because you don't know what they need and they can't tell you what they need and you're just playing the guessing game and you don't know if like, oh my gosh, is this teething? Is this lack of sleep? Is this because your belly hurts? Is this because you have a headache? Is this because you have body aches? And that's just infection. Yes. Whatever it could be, you have no idea. And you kind of have to just play like the doctor before you see the doctor. Like, is it worth going to the doctor right now? Literally, exactly. Um, Where that is just a parent in general, that's hard. So like, I want to empathize with every parent out there. Like, holy cow, no one preps you. That was not in the, like, here's the parent manual. Like, before your kid can speak, when they're sick, it's going to be hard. Um, You hear about sleep, but you don't hear about being sick. And then how, like, if the the parent gets sick as well. Yes. It's like, you know, there's no no help coming. 
Yes, literally. And most of the time the kids get it first and then the parents get the Mm -hmm. second wave. So then by the time you're in the thick, like the heighten of your sickness, they're kind of getting better. So then all of a sudden you're like, how do I do this? Yeah. Um, But yeah, so when I'm in the how do I do this, um, I just have had meltdowns and have had these breaking points of just like coming to the end of myself um and really really grieving I don't think anyone well I don't know I can't speak to everyone but for me I didn't have a child with someone not to be with them and so a lot of my grief lately has been the frustration of my reality and actually accepting reality So I had a mental breakdown. Well, actually, let's say this. I got my period for (laughs) the first time in two years. Period. And Ari can attest to this. You can share what happened before you got your period. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, that pesky little postpartum period, you just never know how it's going to hit you. And I think my first one, mentally, I was probably fine. Physically, I was like, what the heck is this? I haven't had this in a year. And then add that to maybe almost like two years. But um, but then the second one, mentally, I got hit with a wave. And that's where we did the episode where I was like, I don't know if I'm experiencing postpartum depression or anxiety. Like it was a wave of emotions of just like constantly crying, breaking down of figuring out like why, like I could cry on the spot in a coffee shop and that is not my like standard, like typical self, which nothing wrong with that. If that's you, it's just, I knew something was off and then boom, my period came and that was really fun. Yeah. Um, Not blaming my whole period, like my whole period for that. I think there's so much more beyond that, but yeah. So Jamie got her period. Yeah, that (laughs) Aunt Flo came to visit. Aunt Flo, the Red Sea was Russian. Um, Oh my gosh, this is so this is so bad. Sorry guys, if you have kids in the car, I'm gonna say really. I won't. Never mind. I was gonna say really dirty joke. Okay, I'm gonna say it. I had this one. (laughs) Okay, I'm really sorry, and we may end up bleeping this and cutting this out. Um, but before I got married, I've told this story before, um, my ex-husband's friends had all been married for like years and had kids and stuff like that. And they invited me to a mommy and me play date, which at the time I hated. I literally came back and was like, that was so inapplicable in my life. Why would they put me there? They were talking about sex and birth control and all this type of stuff. And were like, talk to me like I was a virgin and like had no idea who I was I don't know all it was just ridiculous stuff but I can remember one of the moms was talking about you know doing the dirty when you're on your period and she goes yep you know he just enters the Red Sea and I was like where am I like what is going it scarred me as you guys can tell because I still remember like seven years later (laughs) the conversation (laughs) So, yeah, anyway, back to periods, back to my mental breakdown. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I, Lincoln's been sick. I got my period. I've been grieving, and I hit a 
full mental breakdown. Like I reached a point where I was sobbing. I was saying these words like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. And I really had to process like what I couldn't do. Um, and things that I couldn't do, I realized it was never created to do alone. So for me, the hardest part right now is I'm having to be the provider. I'm having to be the protector. I'm having to be the comforter. I'm having to be the fun person. I'm, and this is things that I'm doing for someone else, meaning I'm doing this for my son and I don't have any partner to support me in, in doing it together. And so when I had this mental breakdown, um, luckily I have a really great support system and has, have like built that in over the past years. Um, but usually my go-to person is my dad. Um, and I ended up calling my dad and he, one, it's a miracle that I have such a great relationship with my dad because before, like I, my dad was the point of so much trauma of my life. Mm. And I had a mental break in 2019 and I ended up having to go to a brain therapy program and ended up having to live at my dad's house for three months. And this was why I was married to my ex-husband. And during those three months, it completely reconciled the relationship with my dad where therapy allowed me to have compassion for my dad and allowed me Mm. to understand forgiveness towards my dad and allowed my dad to have humanity instead of idolship in my life. Like I idled a parent should, should do this and like put him mm-hmm. on a pedestal and so much stuff where that was a big growth part in my life, which also is giving me a lot of mercy in my stage right now towards Lincoln of allowing myself to have humanity and trying my best to give him the best. Um, but my dad essentially like talked me off, the, not off the ledge. Like I wasn't at that point, but like talked me into really understanding the dynamic of solo parenting right now. Mm. And he really just reminded me of who I was. It was like, he's like, you're one of the strongest people I know. And he's like, I know you're one of the hardest business women I ever have met. He's like, if anyone could do something, I know it was you. And we started just walking through the things that are really challenging in my life right now um, and really breaking things down like step by step by step. So certain things that we really talked about that are really important in my life. And I think it's important in everyone's life, um, but are doing a form of like self-care, like what actually really feeds my soul and rejuvenates me. And one of the biggest things for me is I need natural endorphins made. And so working out mm-hmm. is like massive for me. Yeah. And I haven't been doing that. I know Ari, you just started working out again. Yeah. yeah. How's that, that been going? Um, it is going well. I need to work out again. I've been like <laughs> savoring and like the babies have been sleeping till 745. And so instead of waking up, which that's what I said. I did send Ian um, a text today, but I was like, I think I need a Peloton now that the babies are sleeping. <laughs> Celebratory gift, but also, like, I, I figure I love classes. Yeah, so that's how I am, too. 
I figure a Peloton would give me that class environment, but at home. So the ease of like being able to just run downstairs, get a workout in, and then run back upstairs when they wake up. Mix it in with class pass here and there. But I mean, I think, honestly, the price of a bike is like a year's membership somewhere. So oh, yeah. And you would use it multiple times. I would really love the tread. Um, but Or that, have you seen those wall units? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've tried those. The weight, yep. Yeah, Yeah, the tonal. They had a um, showroom in San Francisco when we lived up there. So we tried it. Super cool. But we have like a full gym set up. The squat rack, um, the rower. It's just making room for a treadmill would be unique. So the bike would be able to fit. But anyways, you have to get natural endorphins going. Natural endorphins. So we talked about making it a priority to work out. So that is a huge thing. For me in self-care is some way, shape, or form, I need to allow those natural endorphins to happen because I'm not, there's no other natural endorphins happening besides watching moments of joy in my son, Um, which every mom knows, like if you're listening to this, you know when your kid does something for the first time, it like the serotonin and, and endorphins inside of you are like, oh my God gosh that's the best like you just fill with so much joy um you guys, but I just need something I have to share this moment that I had with Harley oh you do this was cute this was like I just wanted to like melt into a ball of tears so my kids are gentle but also a little bit rough because they have each other <laughs> so they just I think they can like stand up to Lincoln now Lincoln used to Probably. just be like this like <laughs> heavy hitter compared to my kids they're still little peanuts but they they've got their they've got a little backbone now when they have to go back to back with each other but Harley grabbed my face gently with both her hands if you're watching the video And just literally went nose to nose with me and looked straight through my soul Hmm. and then just held it there for like, like five seconds and then kissed me. So my kids, we love kissing each other and we're just like, and (laughs) Graham just opens his mouth. He's like, or he tries to like, (laughs) he tries to like make out with me sometimes (laughs) a little tongue. I'm like, whoa, 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 can't go there, kid. But um, but that was a special moment. She's also like the twin right now that's like testing the waters with how to walk. Mm. Um, oh. Whereas Graham's like, oh, you can just carry me or I'll just crawl really, really fast. <laughs> and she's just like, no, I'm going to stand and I'm going to see. But yeah, I love special it. Special moments like, right now. Those moments right now for Lincoln, he... Dude, this kid is just so funny. Like, he just has... I never thought people were born with comedic humor, but, like, this kid is so funny, and it's through his eyebrows. Like, his facial expressions (laughs) are the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And we'll go... Like, he's a ham. Like, he loves people, but, like, he... I mean, maybe because I'm super, like, expressive with my eyebrows, but he'll, like, kind of give people this, like, look. Oh, yeah. And then he'll, like, smirk. And then he'll, like, wait for a punchline to then finally give someone a smile. It is just, like, it's hilarious. Like, I love it. 
and he I'm like trying to get him really into like different types of music (laughs) and he loves (laughs) to like completely like rock out um so those moments have been so so special and it's been so great but I need something that gives me that same excitement outside of motherhood yeah so that was a huge thing that we talked about lately um another thing is I talked about this on the last podcast but something happened that's causing me to kind of shift careers and again overwhelming another change another thing having to be a provider like anyone who is solo parenting um, and that is put in a financial position so those of you who have never dabbled in the divorce court system <laughs> um which I what hope it's not a lot of you <laughs> um, what a way to put it you know I think the divorce rate in Orange County specifically is like 73 percent it's it's, it's higher it's in the like, 80s it's really high it's really sad that was one thing that Ian and I were aware of when we moved down here of like okay like, not saying it's much better in the Bay Area. I don't actually know the percentage, but I just know Orange County is particularly high. Yeah, it's in the 80s, which is really hard. It's just so sad. Like, mm-hmm. no one no one wishes – no one gets married to be here, you know? And like I said, no one has a kid with someone to be alone. No one gets married to be alone. Like, those are the grievances. And, too, I was married to a pastor. We had, like – you know, our dating and engagement was just flawless and then so much chaos within our marriage and then so much chaos now where we're at now. Like it's still, I feel like I can finally breathe being separated Mm -hmm. and like not being in the chaos, but I'm still, I don't have systems yet and I don't have that where I'm breathing fine. Like, I feel like I'm still treading water. Like it's still survival. It's still all this type of stuff. So like, um, you don't, so my ex doesn't pay child support. Um, this has been, he has his own justifications of what he thinks he's contributing to my son's life at the moment. And, there's kind of some hard lines that I've drawn of boundaries of like time and seeing things. And it's just so hard. So like where I'm at in the whole process of uh, divorce, I go to mediation in April. I'm not going to give a date because I don't want people to ask, but I go to mediation next month at mediation. It will be me, him and a court appointed mediator there the whole goal is that we can agree on things and it doesn't have to go to court. I know for a hundred percent fact that it's not going to happen. Like we see. Are you going to have your lawyer in the room with the mediator? So you're not allowed. You're not allowed to, which I also just learned. Um, Your lawyer is only allowed in the courtroom. So not not in the mediation. The movies. I know. Right. So they can prep me for mediation on like, this is what you've communicated to us. You can just reiterate it to them. Like, 
all this type of stuff. They have educated me something that I might do, not might, I probably will do. I just have to get it arranged is I don't have to sit in the same room as him during mediation. Oh, that's um, so like he'll have a mediation meeting with my ex and then I'll have a meeting with him and then he'll kind of go back and forth with us to try to get on an agreement. Um, but with all of these things, there is no, since there's no, nothing court ordered yet, he doesn't have to pay support. Um, no visitations required or there's no, um, structure of visitation that way. Um, and everything else is just up in the air. So I'm going for full custody. He is going for joint custody. Wouldn't, can I back up? If you get full custody, or even if he gets joint custody, um, doesn't he still, like, after you guys go to court, won't he have to back pay the child care, child support? From, from what I'm understanding currently, no. So, sorry, I know from, like, a little interesting story in my life um, that I won't share on this because it's not actually my story to tell, but... Somebody I know basically is not taking responsibility, and so they could come back at 18 years old and have to back pay everything. Like they, so if something's court ordered, so once the, once it's court ordered and he doesn't pay, so say like mediation, we don't agree on the same thing. We go to court. The judge ends up giving us the final law, which honestly, there's so many things that I've just been praying about because Lincoln still breastfeeds and say, uh, okay, so there's a difference between custody and visitation. So I could have 100% custody and we still split visitation, which means we could do 50-50 visitation, but I get to make all the legal guardianship decisions over Lincoln's life. Um, that's what I'm going for. Cause I still want him. I still believe my son has the right to know his dad and have a relationship with his dad. Um, but because of past occurrences, don't trust the decisions over his life. That's why I'm going for full custody. Um, visitations would still be 50, 50, but with different dynamics and everything with Lincoln still breastfeeding, it would be really hard to have that because Lincoln doesn't take a bottle we would have to introduce, like, I don't pump. I don't even produce that much to pump anymore. Like, I'm, like, way past that phase. Um, I Yeah. We'd, it, <laughs> it is dried up. It not, it's not dried up yet, but it is. I make just enough. Um, but I was on one of my mo- one of our mom walks, and I talked to this mom who she just went to court for um, custody and everything. And the judge she got. The first thing she said when she walked in with her lawyer is, oh, she's still breastfeeding. And the judge said, I don't care. So that those are certain things that I've just been wow. praying into so much of like, God, like all I want is Lincoln's best life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where like all these crazy like solo parenting things to have also been just so stressful because ultimately what I desire is for Lincoln to live in a house of love where he's provided for and he's supported and he has 
a regulated nervous system and he knows what healthy conflict resolution looks like and he knows what happiness looks like and he knows what it's like to be provided for and to, you know, all of that. And it's scary that the state of California could just be like, oh, this is what I feel is right because of the, you know, 15 minutes of what I know about your guys's lifestyle and what he's communicating and what you're communicating. And this is where I'm going to draw the end all be all. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So if we go to court, something like that, they say, hey, you to him, you have to pay X amount this month and he decides not to pay it he still legally has the right for visitation, whether he's paying support or not. Mm. So he could not pay a month and still see him X number of days that month. And it wouldn't matter what I would then have to do. And I'm not saying this is going to happen. I really hope he's going to be a great dad and wants to provide for his (laughs) son, but in whatever way he feels like he doesn't need, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to speak for him, but there are, then things that essentially the court system would just go to his employer and take it the funds directly from his checks. Yeah. Yeah. I hope nothing gets like that. He also grew up. um, Actually, I'm not going to say it because that's his story, but this system isn't unfamiliar for him. I'll just say that Um, his childhood was pretty hectic. Um, so I don't know how it's going to go. And those are the things that are really just interesting. I did hire lawyers. Um, it is a sister couple. They're local here to me. They've been great-ish. Um, Wait, a sister couple? What does like that they're mean? partners. So it's oh, not just like. sisters that yeah. are running. Okay. That run the law firm that are doing family law. Sister partners, not sister sister couple. Yes. Ew. (laughs) Sister pair. That's why I was like, huh? What? You're like, Jamie? Um, No, it's two women, which I hope would help me in being a mother in this case. Um, They've been okay. I have – they usually are dealing – like. Okay, guys, I'm going to be honest here. I have nothing to claim in this divorce. Like we were like, quote unquote, broke in the sense of like, we don't have any houses. We don't have any investment properties. We don't have any big assets. Like really, there's like not much like we had going on. Like <laughs> we did a lot of trips. We did like we spent our money that way. Um, so there's like not they're usually dealing with people with multi-million dollar investments like big type of stuff so she's always like do you have more that you want to claim and I'm like no (laughs) she's like you're like thanks for the reminder (laughs) I'm like dude what's so funny when you have a house that you want me to claim I don't know (laughs) (laughs) yeah you have to go through and like list all like if we were to sell all of our belongings at like a garage sale value like how much would you sell it for and i'm just laughing i'm like well i got a free world uh world market table for free off facebook marketplace but if i would value it i would value it at i don't know 300 dollars. like you know <laughs> like i'm like we facebook market our whole apartment when we got married and like it's not like we had 
we got married young. I was 22. Yeah. Um, so it's just funny. I've just, that whole process has been really interesting. I think okay, though. So you, you, you're going to go to mediation next month. You talked about co-parenting. Um, we've talked about holidays in the past and that being really a difficult subject. And with Lincoln's first birthday coming up, how are you feeling with that? Cause you guys are going, you guys are going pretty big. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Grandma Perry yeah. keeps coming home with stuff. So uh, Grandma Perry, we were actually stuffing Easter eggs for Lincoln's first birthday right before this. Um, it's interesting. Uh, we had a discussion. I want Lincoln to be able to experience as of right now, I don't It's so hard because I know in the future there's no way we're going to be. I don't know. I say no way, but you also get to do holidays with your parents, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my parents are divorced, and um, they chose to continue doing holidays together growing up even after they got divorced. We even went on a trip after they got divorced as a family, um, which I applaud my mom for because if we go back into that time, I've never had confirmation over this, but according to everything else, my dad had an affair, maybe multiple. Um, and so for my mom to be able to like put all of that hurt aside and continue to have holidays together, continue to went on a trip together and like I have literally no idea how you had the strength to do that but I'm grateful as a child because we still got to we weren't like shuffled around homes um we got to like really celebrate a holiday and we knew when my parents had the correct partners or not in their life after because one partner hated that we did joint holidays and we're like she's gone gotta go bye (laughs) and his wife now my uh stepmom amazing like my mom and my stepmom drove from northern california when my mom lived up there still to southern california for my baby shower in the car by themselves my dad was like the two people that know me the (laughs) best are gonna spend seven hours in a car together he's like i don't know how to process this (laughs) see that's what i see i hear these stories and it just sounds so amazing i want to get there so for Lincoln's first birthday, we are doing it together. Really, I'm I'm doing it. He's attending. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Lincoln's first birthday, so it's not like he knows or anything any different. And in the past with holidays, we've done we're like char- in the past we've done where my ex gets someone's someone easily could freaking go on my Instagram and figure out who my ex husband was. Um. But yeah, we've seen, he's seen him every holiday at some point for a few hours. Um, I don't know what things are going to look like in the future. I want to be able to have that experience, kind of what your parents are able to do. But also it depends on who my partner in the future would be and who his partner in the future would be and just healthy boundaries. Can we honor and respect each other for Lincoln's sake? But also keep mm-hmm. things very real. I don't want him to ever be deceived. Mm-hmm. And I think there needs to be like clear understandings once he's at the age that he can comprehend why we're not together. Um, and how we're still able to honor and respect each other. It's not like he mm-hmm. needs to know details. But 
just an understanding. So just for his first appropriate information that exactly. he receive. Exactly. So for his first birthday, um, he is attending. He asked if his friends could attend. And that was really hard for me because I have seen one of his friends at a few different outings. Um, Orange County is really small, like it, in the essence that like you're going to run in same circles at someone at some point. Um, one of his best friends, I don't know, obviously it's his best friend, so he is going to be loyal to him, but doesn't have the personal maturity to respect one another. And so we saw, I saw his best friend at two different things really close together and he just like completely ignored me and was just like, kind of like, why is she here? Even though it was like my closest friends events and get togethers and my support system and all of that. And when I had seen his friend at these two things, I called him and I said, Hey, I want to let you know, I saw your best friend at these things. I want to tell you before he tells you, but really weird. He, all this type of stuff. And he just kind of like excused his friend's behavior, which I'm like, whatever. So then when he asked about his friends coming to Lincoln's birthday, at first I said no. I was like, sorry, they don't know him. When Charlie spends time with Lincoln, Charlie wants one-on-one time. So like Lincoln has maybe met these people five times, if not less. And I'm like, I don't want people there. Like, I just don't want that. And so then we had to have a really hard conversation. I said, you know, I want this day to feel comfortable to celebrate Lincoln. And I don't want our dysfunction and our chaos to cloud the celebration that he's a year old, that we made it here, that he's healthy and he's happy. And we're all of this. And that is my end goal. So how can we compromise to make that happen? And he's really great on the fact that he does understand some of his friends don't have the maturity level to do that. Mm. And so he agreed that those friends who don't have the maturity level can't be there. And Mm. the friends that he does believe that have the maturity level can come and ask if they could. And I said, totally. I, yeah. And let's hope mediation goes this well. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Let's hey, just, let's hope. We put it out there. We can. I really hope. I really like the hardest part is because my parents got divorced when I was in high school and I was the kid that was shuffled. So my older sister and older brother were in college and I went every other week with my parents. Um, And my parents didn't have the emotional maturity when they were going through divorce to really set healthy boundaries. So my mom would say to me, like, tell your dad this when you Mm. see him and blah, 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 blah. And then my dad would be like, well, tell your mom this and blah, 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 blah. And then a lot of my extended family would vent about how bad my dad was to me. And a pretty gnarly thing happened where I ended up standing up being like, that's still my effing dad. Like you can't say that. And, um, I had a family member that essentially 
like tried to swing at me and my sister ended up throwing me into a room and things got really heated and a lot of family division. Everything's been reconciled since, but I don't want that for Lincoln. And I think one thing I can take responsibility about getting better with is keeping environments that Lincoln's in pure. I think that's probably the best word to say because my ex will act like everything's just okay. Like everything's good. I don't get why you're freaking out. I don't get why it's such a big deal. Like why don't you trust me? Which there's a lot of reasons why I don't trust him. Um (laughs) And so the only times that I get to actually confront him are usually when he's picking up Lincoln. And one of the things I've like wept over Lincoln of is confronting his dad in front of him. And like, it even makes me cry, like thinking about a few times of like confronting his dad in front of him. And like, ultimately I have to like, I realize, oh my gosh, I can't believe he's hearing this. And like, I can't believe he's hearing what his dad's saying to me and I hate that he's seeing me upset and I hate that he's seeing me mad and I hate that he's hearing these conversations and I'll close the door or I'll drive away or I'll hang up the phone or something like that and I get really grieved that I wasn't able to set a pure environment for Lincoln and I'll look Lincoln in the face And I'll just, like, weep and apologize and just say, like, I'm so sorry that you heard mom and dad argue. This is not, this is not your fault. This is never about you. This is not anything to do with you. And this is why we're trying to figure out how we can honor and respect each other. And I wasn't very honoring and I wasn't very respectful to your dad or to you. And I want to apologize and it's super humbling like people are like oh he's a baby he doesn't understand but I fully know that his spirit picks up on those things yeah and that's something that I've really created some self-control in my life to make sure that doesn't happen anymore um because at the end of the day there's a reason why I filed for divorce And as much as I want closure and as much as I want control, that's just dirty water. And that keeps me in bondage. And I want to be free and I want to be loving. And I want Lincoln to see what that looks like. So I think that is probably one of the biggest things in all of this process to be able to keep Mm -hmm. and hearing stories like your parents of being able to do holidays together and you not experience that like would be amazing but what I truly desire is for Lincoln to see me and whoever my future spouse is on a daily basis and I know that if I stayed with his dad he would have more trauma in his life than if I were to leave. And that was a hard, 
freaking reality to accept. Um, because he will probably end up going from house to house. And I really desire for my house to be peaceful and full of joy and full of forgiveness and a safe place. And I need to do that now. And I think that is something in your control, right? You can't control your ex. You can only control your the environment that you can create for him. You can control the actions that you take in front of him. Because I think the biggest question, I don't want to say the biggest question, but something that's very different than Ian and I both having divorced parents is he internalized that mm. it was his fault somehow. Mm. And for me, I never took it that way. And I've been trying to like understand it over you know, the years of being together. It's like, why would one child take it this way and one child not? And I think mm. it does – part of that is the role that the parents take in how they communicate the divorce and mm. why that happened and then their actions afterwards. Yeah. Um, so – I think you're incredible and I think you will create an incredible environment and I can only hope and pray that your ex will also honor that and see the power in that. Um, even though I know he's probably hurting and grieving the divorce as well. I want to ask a question and I, like, I kind of know, but also let's just put it on the record. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> um, where are you at with the whole dating and where are you at with preparing yourself for <laughs> dating? I think people want to know. So I'm going to so ask funny. the question. So I, yeah, 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 yeah. This is good. This is good. This is good. Um, <laughs> one, I had an epiphany. I am in no mental state to be a gift to someone. So after my mental breakdown, also in coming to closure with, the divorce, even though we haven't been living together and haven't been together for like over a year, there's still stages of grief that I'm, I'm walking through. Like I've walked through a lot, but there's, it's a continual phase. Um, so going to go back to therapy. Love that. Can, I've been doing, um, a little activations on my phone to really actually understand where I'm at. So I can be a gift to someone. Um, I'll actually read you guys. Um, I've been calling it my daily emotion. So anytime I start to um, think about things, I'm just writing them down. So this is good. This was March 15th. So this is five days ago. And I started thinking, and this, I'll, this will lead to me in the dating things, but I'm just <laughs> talking about my emotional state her, here for a sec. Rabbit, rabbit trail will Rabbit trail, which will make sense on... No, I'm not dating right now. I really want to date, but I want to be a gift to someone. And this is why I'm not a gift to someone yet, because on March 15th, I said, I hate being alone with my feelings. I will either turn on a podcast, go to social media, things, call people. I just don't, I don't like to just think. I hate how I feel controlled by my feelings and my hormones. I feel overwhelmed to heal myself. I know it's not my job to heal myself because that's what God's role is, but I don't know what that looks like because I've never given full surrender to God to allow him to heal my emotions. 
So that was March 15th. Um, here's another one that's like just more March 13th. I was anxious, but happy, stressed. I felt confident when I was able to get household tasks done, but I was also hopeful, nervous, angry, and sad. So these are things I'm writing every single day. Um, this morning, oh no, this wasn't yesterday morning. I felt embarrassed, lonely, and a bit lost. So that all being said, I'm still processing through so much of my internal dialogue. And I felt when I married my ex-husband, I was in a place of that I was a gift to him. And I really want to be in that place again because I want to be a gift to someone else. So I love the attention. I mean, <laughs> like, like who doesn't love to be pursued? Um, I've had a few people slide into the DMs. Um, no one, everyone also is like very clear that like things aren't done. Um, like I will not go on an official date until I'm officially divorced to honor my old marriage and the process and everything. But I do think a lot about like people will like show up in the DMs or all of a sudden take interest in my life or have been in friend groups and all of a sudden like they're asking me like a lot more intentional questions and I'm like I'm flattered but I have a baby at home like usually that's my oh my gosh this is so funny okay I won't tell this the whole story but essentially I went out to drinks for the first time in like years um with a friend who's very single not a mom never been married all this type of stuff and this guy walked up to the bar and we were at this wine bar. So it like closes at 10. It's like not like a, a bar, quote unquote. It's not literally a rager. No, it's like they play jazz music type of deal. And this guy walks up to the bar and orders a bottle of wine. And we look over and he looks identical to Harry Styles. Like identical. And my friend <laughs> is like obsessed with Harry Styles. And I just don't care what people think of me. So she's like, Jamie, you have to say something. So I'm like, hey, you ever okay. get told you look like Harry Styles? And he's like, in an, oh, he has an Australian accent. I know Harry has an English accent, but this guy had an Australian accent. It was like, oh, people tell me all the time. And he goes, the funny thing is, my name is actually Harry. And blah, 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 blah. We finished. I just got a Did glass of wine. Did you ask to see a driver's license? He showed us it. Which okay. is actually, his name is Harrison something or another. I played FBI. Okay. I found him on yeah. Instagram for my friend later that night. Um, which, if anyone needs help finding people, I'm your girl. Um, but anywho, we are leaving. We just got a glass, and then she was, we were driving home. And as we were leaving, these that guy and his friend were, like, trying to have something more. Like, keep the night going. And they, like. We're like, oh, where are you girls going? And I instantly was like, well, I have a baby at home, so I got to go home. <laughs> like, don't talk to me because I'm a mom, okay? Like, I'm very much so. I even used to do this when I was married. I, I used to. Guys, I'm I'm just very blunt, okay? She's I don't care. sassy pants sometimes. I am. Ari has now started to experience it. But even when I was married and friends that were single would ask me to go get drinks with them or whatever. Like, a guy, people would, like, put their arms around girls. And I thought that was so weird. Like, 
whatever this guy put his arm around me and I literally like flung up my hand I was like can't you see that I'm married that's really weird that you'd put your hand around a stranger like do I just walk up to you is it because we're in a bar if we're on the street and you put your arm around me like someone would probably like get you arrested so the fact that you're doing this I would go off like that so I stopped getting invited (laughs) (laughs) and yeah Jamie left the cool crowd I did um, so that's kind of how I am right now is I've set pretty hard. I throw things out there, um, to set boundaries to make sure I don't prematurely step into a season that I'm not ready for. Your pendulum Do I des- is swinging real hard on mom life. Yes. Do I desire to date? Do I desire to be with someone fully? And that's even why in some of my notes, it's like, I feel lonely and especially like to raise a kid like I want a partner and this has been like something and this will be the last thing and we'll end the episode and I'll bring on another single mom that we could talk more on these topics with but I am looking like now when whatever people of interest like appear or whatever one of the biggest things I look at is are they ready to step into parenthood whether they are a parent themselves already so they have an understanding or they have a desire to want that in their life immediately. And even too, like I look at a lot of things, like I'll throw people's names out to people or whatever, um, my close circle. And people will be like, I don't think that that person would be ready to instantly step into being a parent. And it would have more stress on your guys' relationship and would hate for Lincoln to experience that. Mm. So those are the things that I know the right person wants to love me and wants to love Lincoln. Is that the scariest freaking thought to think about right now? Of like when you date before you have a family, it's like whatever, it's just me, you know? Um, I think it'll give you like a different perspective of the type of partner you need now it's no longer just for you it's like how are they going to show up as a parent Mm -hmm. and how are they like what type of vision and um, life do they want to create with a family not just you know a couple yeah Yeah, I think I want to go back to your um, comment about being lonely and I think even in a relationship you can be lonely and that's Mm -hmm. probably a portion of what you guys felt in your mm-hmm. marriage with the chaos. Like even though there was probably a constant action going on, there was some sort of disconnect mm-hmm. that um, you weren't alone, but you were lonely. And yeah. so finding the right partner that you actually like is a true partner. You walk through life together and you grow. That's going to be a true marriage and a true partnership. And that will stand mm-hmm. the test of time. So it will so come good. and I'm glad that you are um, taking the time to heal yourself because that's going to make it a hundred percent more worth it to show up I think I speak from a totally different perspective because we got together when we were like 18 and we had to grow together to like make it work but I think after a certain you know maturity level like it's better to come into that relationship more more whole you don't have to come completely whole I think you can always grow and heal within a relationship because you're learning from that person as well 
Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't want to come in the middle of chaos. Yeah. So. Agreed. And I'm, I feel really lucky to have amazing marriages around me. You and Ian, I just love your guys' dynamic. And what I've learned from my wer- marriage and the chaos of it and marriages around me that don't have chaos is the pursuit of growth and humility and therapy and getting help and all of that. And it is so evident that you and Ian have taken humility and like have really learned to serve one another. There's another couple that I'm really close with and they've also been together. Like I think they dated seven years and have been married a year, two years Um, that also just have such a beautiful, beautiful marriage and have really good examples around me, which I'm just, it's just really refreshing. So that's why I said, I'm, I like how you said in the beginning, I'm not a single mom. I'm solo parenting because I don't want to be single for long, but if that could be five years, that could be however long. I don't know. could be sooner. could be later. Um, I just desire to not have to do this again because it sucks. And I have faith that the next time it will and I won't. And it's going to be amazing. But in the meanwhile, welcome to the process. Thank you for listening. Um, Yeah, if you are this time. Okay, I'll and then I'll close. Perfect. All right, guys. So now we have entered the end of the podcast where we do the cringy (laughs) part. Where we want to make a huge impact. We want to bring the Momlock Collective to every city. We want to find resources that really help moms simplify motherhood. And so to do so, part of that you know, process is us growing this podcast so we can virtually show up for, um, for the moms. And so if you could like, comment, subscribe. Wherever you listen to your podcast, whether that's Apple, Spotify, YouTube, we're on it all. Um, Please do so because that will help us tremendously take this um, to the next level. So, Jamie, close us out. Oh, you didn't finish the cringe. I'll finish the cringe. If you want mom friends like us, because we're friend and real. We've got um, what you're looking for. I tried to keep going, but I forgot the words or whatever. Um, anywho, go to the momwalkcollective.com. We have a walk finder. Type in your zip code. Find the walk closest to you. If there isn't a walk near you, um, please fill out an ambassador form. And the first of every month, we will get back to you. If the walk near you has gone crickets, we are currently doing audits on our city to make sure everything is up to date on our website but if it's not please email us there is a contact form on there um we have a mother's market if you're in southern california april 22nd at freelance coffee project from 9 to 12 we have 20 plus of some of the most premier uh mother oriented brands everything from formulas to carriers to strollers to snacks to self-care everything it's going to be there it's going to be sick you you should just come be there um, or be square. Yeah, don't be square. Just squares out. So you should be there. <laughs> um, other than that, uh, if you're a single mom, you know, hit me up. 
I'm tagged on the main Mom Walk Collective page. It says founded by has me. If not, if you don't want to go there, it's Jamie Easton, two N's. Other than that, we love you, Mama. We love you, Mama. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye.